Hello, everyone. Hi, everyone. This is Annie. And this is Gail. And this is Heroes. And Zero. The True Crime Podcast. Hello again. I know we're back. Part two. And just so we know, our listeners, we're going to go into part two of the Fred and Rose West story. But before Mm -hmm. we do, I need to let you know that I came into the pod lab today and it's once again been revamped. Revamped. It just keeps getting better and better. We have this, I'll put some pictures up online. We have this adorable new light fixture and we have this like pillow cloud thing Mm -hmm. on the ceiling now. I was soundproofing the room more. To soundproof it more. And we have new curtains on the wall. So hopefully it sounds better. And if it doesn't, let us know. And if you think it sounds better, let us know that too. Right. Or just let us know you're listening. That'd be really cool. Or maybe even (laughs) share this could really make us happy. And just tell people to subscribe. Just hit that button. Hit like, hit follow, hit that's Subscribe, whatever. It's pretty simple. That's all we need. Yes. And this microphone and this pen <laughs> she and has this chair. Okay, so. Yeah. So, <laughs> Annie, nice job on um, making sure that our home um, in the lab is always so sweet. Trying. And so cozy. I s- yeah. love the cloud That's so funny. in the ceiling. I'm yeah, in it's love a, with it's it. It's basically a sheet that I hot glued buttons every foot. So it looks kind of like a puffy coat. <laughs> I want to do it like in a bedroom. It looks like clouds. Oh, yeah, clouds. that'd be fun. Like a little girl's bedroom. It looks yeah. like clouds. I it love d- it. Yeah, super, super All simple. Right. So there you go. So when we're talking about this horrible, evil, awful things, know mm-hmm. that we're sitting in this beautiful white, pink, and gray studio. Very girly and fun it looking. It is. It is. It um, has like an ostrich feather lamp. Uh, lamp and a little pendant light. I mean, and and we're styling in here while yeah. talking about the pedophile. The disgusting people. <laughs> <laughs> we're styling while talking about the pedophile. Um, You're a poet. Yeah, what an awful oh, poet. Okay, so, so we're back on Fred and Rose West, mm-hmm. and they are they. Well, we know Fred. They're was living in born England. Born mm-hmm. in England, and he had a tumultuous childhood with a lot of abuse. And so did Rose she. Rose was born. Yeah, and they meet at a yeah. bus stop. Where what they, are the chances? Right, and they start sharing really things that make them in common, which we said colors, songs, what you like to do in your free no, time. No sadomasochism and. Being violent with people. Crazy, crazy. Sex is a dominating factor. So he had already had a couple children prior to meeting Rose. Mm-hmm. So he meets Rose as a 28-year-old. She's just, you know, 16. 16. 15. Mm-hmm. And now they're getting married. We know they've had, like, numerous children, both t- mm-hmm. together and of her clients. She has most recently, not only, when we just, at the end of the last episode, we found out that not only is she engaging in sexual activity with her husband, she's engaging with sexual activity with, with clients, her clients that her husband is watching through peepholes, and then then Annie dropped the bombshell that she's still sexually active with her father. With her father. At, and this is she all the way had four children. Four children. And he's still. That's crazy. Still a, he's okay. still a client. So we have these two zeros. Uh, well, That's lots of zeros because the parents are zeros. We have parents. We have everybody. A lot of zeros. Yeah. But we go into and um, and and Rose has a horrible temper, right? Because she Rose has also a, yeah. killed Charmaine. She killed Charmaine on her own, which is one of his children, but technically his stepchild. It, it was his stepchild, which is again doesn't matter. 
Exactly. exactly. It's still an, sorry, I call it a bonus son or a bonus daughter. Exactly. Um, But at the end of the day, um, these two awful people have met, and I have a feeling they're just going to start creating more havoc. Mm -hmm. Because they're not opposed to having sex with anyone or anything, apparently. All right, we'll take it away on part two. Okay. The Rose and Fred West story. And remember, trigger warning everybody, it's child abuse, child molestation, rape, murder. And remember, we are not certified to give any advice. We just act like it. (laughs) (laughs) So the police would later reveal that Fred used his skills as a builder to renovate parts of their home including extending the cellar into a dungeon and torture chamber for their victims. Who helped him with this? Fred had builder skills. Oh, okay, so he, he did it he himself. He did it. Okay. He did it. My God, again, Annie, not long ago, mm-hmm. we shared a, shared a story about mm-hmm. a guy who had a whole thing under his basement. Where I he can't kept remember that girl. his freaking name. Yeah, but he kept <laughs> that girl that oh, yeah, yeah. next door. Yes, Abby Drover, I believe. Okay, so we also know, check mm-hmm. your garage and basements mm-hmm. out. If you got any dugout rooms, again, we're putting together the list on the whiteboard. We got a head injury. <laughs> <laughs> We got family sexual abuse, and now we arts have... Arts and word, woodworking. Artsy and woodworking, and uh-huh. now you add on something dug under your home. Yeah. Okay. Created a that dungeon, uh-huh. cellar, torture chamber. The torture chamber was at the home of number 25 Cromwell Street. You've Yep, you've heard that name before. And his first victim, their first victim, would be his daughter... Anne-Marie as one of its first occupants. And remember, Anne-Marie was Fred's first child that he actually fathered with his first wife, Rena Costello. Remember, there's Charmaine, mm-hmm. and then there's Anne-Marie. Okay. So, gosh, trigger, trigger, trigger. Anne-Marie was forced down to the cellar. She was forced to strip by Rose. Then the disgusting asshole of a father horrifically and brutally raped her while her stepmother held her down by sitting on her face. And this became apparently a regular occurrence. The child was threatened with beatings if she told anyone of what was happening to her. This is just so awful. If you would watch a movie... and couldn't watch the movie. But if you go to a movie, you would hear a movie about this, and it wasn't supposed to be a true story or anything. You didn't know about it. You would say... There's no way this There's no way this would be happening. Mm-hmm. So apparently Rose would also sexually abuse Anne-Marie. She would tie her to various items like furniture and then encourage Fred, Fred to rape her in front of her so she could watch. She would also sexually abuse her with things. And then this little girl was forced to act like a prostitute. They would bring in clients and they would tell them she was 16 years old. The two would then stay and watch so that Anne-Marie would not really tell the client her age because she was only 13. At the age of 14, Rose dragged Marie and Marie to a local club and forced her to drink wine. Later, the plan was for Fred to pick him up and take him home, but in the van, Anne-Marie was beaten up by Rose and then later raped by both the mom and the dad. Stepmom, really, is what Mm -hmm. Rose is, and the dad. She eventually became pregnant, but the pregnancy had to be terminated because it occurred in her fallopian tube. Which is, of course, painful, you know? 
A few days after Anne-Marie was discharged from the hospital for her ectopic pregnancy, which was, of course, you know, painful and she's emotional. For so many reasons. For so many reasons. Rose severely beat her, mostly around the stomach area. And then Anne-Marie was just done. She ran away from home. Thank God she escaped. Good. Yes. So what does that leave? That leaves their next child in line is Heather. Just so you know, these are very mentally unstable people. The only person, Annie, I could possibly compare this to. This isn't even a fucking comparison. Because I remember uh, uh, years ago at my house Mm -hmm. um, uh, in Des Moines, there was a guy, there was a a whole uh, apartment complex not far of us that was for a lower income mental mm-hmm. health maybe I, I yeah. don't know and there was a guy walking his dog and I I ended up calling 911 but I was terrified because I saw him just beating and yelling at his dog and I told you not to fucking walk that way and just you know unreast like this is a mentally ill person uh-huh. that owns a dog that's being beat uh-huh. right and so I did call good and, for you and share because who knows you know, what was at his home Right. Maybe his niece and his sister was living with him. Uh, but it Who just, knows? you know, at the end of the day, I remember being so shocked that, like, because I almost approached him like, oh, hey, your dog's not doing anything wrong. And then I realized, Gail, this is more than just somebody being angry. You can't approach this person. Right. Um, were you, were you an, an adult? Yes, okay, I was an okay. adult. And, and Jacob was a little boy. And it just, just disturbed me horrifically, I remember. Mm-hmm. But if I think about that, it was unbelievable to me that somebody could hit and yell at their dog that way. Mm-hmm. I it's hard, it's hard to, to imagine comprehend all of this. I know, I know. And it's almost best not to try to imagine it too much or try to figure out why or how or how the, the victim was feeling because it's it's just one, it's almost impossible and it's so painful. It's right. very empathetic. But it's it, you cannot imagine how no. the zeros are feeling. No, no, no. I do not want to. No. Yeah. So the next person in line after Anna is, is Heather. And she was conceived by Rose and they thought was most likely his own child. I imagine they didn't do DNA tests on right, everybody but to what figure out, but that's like what they presumed. Mm-hmm. Cycles. And it was around this time, it was the early 70s, that 17-year-old Jane Hamer, she was a teenager who had been lodging at their house on Cromwell Street. Um, she'd been there for about 10 months and she unwittingly became their babysitter, you know, every once in a while. And that was when Fred and Rose would be out cruising the streets, finding girls to rape, torture, and murder. She had no idea that that's what the parents were out doing. Thought, it thought they were doing date maybe night. Maybe date night, yeah. Date night at the Golden Corral and some Dairy Queen ice cream afterwards. There we go. Sounds like a fun little date. Oh, they had their own idea of fun. Jane Hamer says in a News Channel 5 documentary, quote, something disturbed me and I couldn't work out what it was, she says. Then I realized there were sounds coming from the cellar. I could hear Heather screaming, stop it, Daddy. After a few nights, Heather asked to speak to Jane, who had become a trusted ally because, you know, she was their babysitter. She says, it was shocking. She told me Fred was, quote, breaking his young daughter in as all good dads should do, unquote. Then Heather told Jane that she said, get out of here while you can. And thankfully, Heather saved Jane's life because Heather, uh, Jane, Packed up, up and left. And left. 
I'm so because sad she though, would have eventually she, been. I know, and she was a teenager too. But don't you wish she would have said, "Come with me, Heather"? Yeah, yeah. I know. I thought of a lot of different things that could have happened, may have happened, and did they did the report things? And I don't think I don't no. think it was reported. She probably, and I'm telling you, that would scare me enough to just get up and leave too. Yeah. Heather then grew up being sexually abused by both of her parents. May, the next daughter in line, was raped from the age of five. <gasps> mm-hmm. Rose also forced forced their boys to watch violent porn, hitting them with a glass ashtray if they turned away. Uh-huh. Why would... These are really incredibly Weird. ill people. Incredibly ill. Because uh, it's one thing to, you have your own weird things that you like, but then to force your children. Which, wouldn't you, I mean, like, any good parent would be like, I don't want my children to be like that. I want them yeah. to, yeah, anyway. These guys okay. are the opposite of good parents, huh? In October of 1972, Rose and Fred hired a young 17-year-old girl named Caroline Owens. She was to work for them as a nanny. Oh, my God, another babysitter. Holy shit. Now we're on to Caroline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, you know, Jane Hamer moved out. So now they they really need someone in there to take care of their kids so they can drive around. This poor nanny had no idea what was in store for her. Both Fred and Rose repeatedly made sexual advances on her. But she kept, you know declining them every time, was able to thwart them off and say, you know, get away from them. Then one night in December, after they both Mm. unsuccessfully tried to seduce her, she tried to leave, but they didn't. They grabbed her. They tied her up. They stripped her. They said, Fred told her that if she didn't comply, he was going to call his friends and have them come on over and they were going to have their way with her. So finally she said, fine, fine, I'll just, I won't fight. And they drugged her, stripped her, tied her up, subjected her to a very long, prolonged sexual attack. Despite threats that she would be killed or buried in the cellar if she told anyone, Owens was able to make an escape. They, you know, kind of untied her, let her go, mm-hmm. and she escaped the house, and she went directly to the police. Charges were brought against them. You're thinking, perfect, great, this is awesome, as they should be charged. But incredibly, despite Fred having his existing criminal record, he was able to convince a 1973 court magistrate that Owens had, she consented to the activities. This is all, she knew what we were doing, what we wanted, she wanted it too. Wow, it sounds like for as ill, mentally ill, they were also highly skilled at manipulation. Manipulation. Owens, Jinx, show me Coke. Coke. Jinx, again. <laughs> Owens was the, 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 the Caroline, the woman they, they raped. She was too deeply traumatized over what she had survived to be witness to her own trial, to give testimony. And you're not going to believe this, but the West got away with this horrific crime, and both were charged with indecent assault and fined $50. You know what? Again... I, you know, we all want to say, oh, I can't believe it, but I do, because again, we're looking at 1973, mm-hmm. where very little convictions ever happened. Right. Over the next, um, or at this time, Rose was pregnant now. It's 1973. Stephen, he was born in August. Okay. Over the next six years, eight young, vulnerable women, or girls, 
really is what they were, made their way to 25 Cromwell Street. As nannies, babysitters? As whatever, whatever things that they could entice them with. Sometimes they would drive around with the babies, the youngest ones, in the car to offer them a job as a nanny. That would be one of the ploys. Well, you know, you have a man and a woman and a baby in the car. Well, sure, I'm going to hop in the car and I'm going to go with you. I'm going to go meet the rest of these children. I might just love this job. Look at that cute little boy, Stephen. Mm-hmm. I'll go with you. Because I'm not suspicious at all that somebody just picked me up off the street to babysit their kids. Mm-hmm. The first was Linda Goff. Or G-O-U-G-H. Gow. 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 Go. Goff. Whatever. What I don't know how you pronounce it, so I apologize. A seamstress that she apparently knew the Wests personally. Next, so these are the eight women. The next was 15-year-old Carol Ann Cooper. She disappeared while walking home from a movie theater. On the night of December 27, 1973, during her final year of reading English literature at Exeter University, her name is Lucy, 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 Lucy Catherine Partington. So this is our third victim. Yep. Okay. She was abducted by the Wests. Fred and Rosemary abducted her, held her captive for a week. Over New Year's, they raped and tortured her, and then killed her. On January 3rd, 1974, so this is what? Fourth? This is, yeah, this is like a week later. Fred was treated for a laceration, which is believed to have been inflicted when he dismembered Partington. Oh, my golly. Over the next several years, in addition to Linda Goff, Lucy Partington, additional victims include Juanita Mott, Therese Siegenthaler, Allison Chambers, Shirley Robinson, and another 15-year-old schoolgirl named Shirley Hubbard. After brutal sexual attacks, all were murdered, dismembered, and buried in the cellar under 25 Cromwell Street. Daughter Louise was born in 1978. Wow, it sounds like he was getting braver and braver. They both were, by the minute, mm-hmm. and taking more and more chances. Yep, okay? and they, they did horrible things not only to their own children, to... But obviously, all these everybody you just listed. Just everybody. Daughter Louise was then born in 1978. And you're just thinking, man, why couldn't this woman have had her tubes tied? Couldn't the doctor have messed up during childbirth? And I swear there's it? still a lot of children after this, too. Barry is, joins the brood in 1980, with Rosemary Jr. following 82 and Luciana in 83. I had my first child in 83. So to think that there was a serial killer that gave birth to their last child in 1983, you know, it was in England. We didn't have social media and internet like we do now. So it would have been interesting to, I don't know, just know that someone is alive during your time that is doing horrible things to their babies. I don't, I don't want to imagine that. I'm, I'm telling you right now, based upon... Based upon the fact of teachers that I know mm-hmm. and um, friends who are nurses or doctors or, um, you know, first responders, that unfortunately that's happening right now. Yeah. It's know. something I'm so passionate about, like wanting to stop and be a... Well, that's a whole other fucking podcast. Why hasn't it stopped? Why hasn't it? With all of our awareness and all that we're doing, Mm -hmm. more children are trafficked than now than ever. It's, um, there's some evil force that is causing this to continue, and I don't Mm -hmm. understand it. For all Mm -hmm. of our knowledge, all of our information, all of our, you know, early childhood development of training on these things and sharing these things, it is worse than we've been in our entire history of um, uh, 
as a human it's a, race. I think it's a sick part of human nature that can happen. Some, I don't even remember what they called it when there's a uh, some sort of not deformation of your brain, but the pathways are just it's just messed up. Well, and I. I gotta almost guess that there's somebody on the podcast that fucking scares me too that maybe is a pedophile. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, I'm hoping there's help that you could get or mm-hmm. the fact of knowing that it doesn't mean we say they're mental ill, horrible person, blah, 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 but the truth is the acts are and mm-hmm. what your brain is doing is. Mm-hmm. So if you're by chance listening and you need help, go find it because mm-hmm. you are a good person. What you're doing is really wrong and you need to get that sorted out. And most out. likely something horrible happened to you. Right. And get some things worked out. Good good advice. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure they're going to listen to us with our, you know, you know we are we're not qualified to give <laughs> advice. We just like to pretend we are. Fred, this horrible person, after they had all their children, Luciana in 1983, Fred had been disposing of his victims by burying them under the garage or under the kitchen or under the patio or in the garden. To cover up these frequent burials, he pretended to be doing regular home improvement. Because, you know, he was kind of a construction worker guy. He's yeah. artsy, hard, artsy, woodworking kind of guy. Yeah. And in order for him to afford the supplies he needed, he frequently stole and fenced the loot. You know, oh, the wood, yeah, yeah. the nails, then, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Even though he was often brought to the police's attention, his killings went unnoticed. Rose was just as depraved, as we've learned, as Fred was. She had sex on multiple occasions with, you know, her father, her clients, her children, with her also husband. her brother-in-law, what? John. What? Mm-hmm. Fred's Who brother, John. Is no, and here's the deal. I'm going to use a word. Who is this hoe? Rose Lex. I know, right? <laughs> I'm like, did you forget her name? <laughs> no, but I'm just like, oh my gosh, that's a lot of getting around. Also, Fred would videotape he would tape these so they must have well yeah I guess if it was 83 they had these big camcorders are called he would tape these sessions of Rose having sex with clients which included her own dad three more of their children Tara Rosemary Jr. and Luciana who apparently those were fathered by other men Fred West's biographer Jeffrey Wansel tells a documentary that that they make that apparently you can only see this documentary in the UK and I've tried to see if I could get it you I, you can't but if you live there you can his name is Jeffrey Wenzel he's the biographer tells a documentary in one of the few that he is one of the few people who has actually seen those tapes of Rose performing extraordinary sexual acts unquote they're absolutely revolting she was performing for Fred inserting things into herself, showing used knickers she kept in jars on the mantelpiece, just to show how enthusiastic she was. Mm-hmm. The couple came close to being exposed in 1986 when Heather told her friends about the abuse she was suffering. So Heather was their yeah, first so child Heather together. That escaped. The nanny that mm-hmm. left, and now she's... T- Caroline, and now she's telling friends. Okay. Mm-hmm. And... Hang on. In June 1987. Okay. So they were almost caught in 86. Yep, they were almost exposed in 86 Mm -hmm. when Heather told her friends about the abuse she was suffering. In June of 87, Fred and Rose beat and strangled 
Heather, who was 16 years old at this time, to death in front of their brother Barry to silence her. And like many of the other victims, she was dismembered and her remains were buried in the garden of the Gloucester home. Oh my golly, so they've now killed their own daughter. Mm-hmm. This and in front of their son. To, because they, what they would do, they would tell their children, you better behave or you're gonna end up under the patio like Heather. Oh my God! You can't get any more sick right? and evil. Right, you better evil. behave. Or you're gonna go in the corner. You're gonna have to go to your room. You're gonna get your, you know, friend play date taken away. But no, hey, go. You better pay attention, or you're gonna be buried under this ground with your sister Heather. And we're and gonna cut off I'm your toes and fun fingers. Of it. But it's, it's because funny, it's so not it's so dramatic that I have to. And it's so opposite it. of what any parent right. would ever this do. This is crazy shit. Heather was to be the last of the 12 girls known to be murdered by Fred, Rose, or both between 1973 and 1987. Wow. The last one. Finally, in May of 1992, the Wests were exposed when Fred videotaped himself raping their 13-year-old daughter, Louise. When Louise told her friends what was happening to her in her own home, one of them reported the West to the police. Thank heavens. The investigating officer, her name was Hazel Savage, kick-ass name, had heard of Fred while he was in a relationship with Rena Costello. So apparently, Hazel Savage knew Rena Costello. When another girl f- that was raped by Fred, she came forward. The police then had enough info to obtain a search warrant. In August of 1992, police searched the house for evidence of child abuse, because that's all they're looking for. God, the last murder ended in 87, so this is a long time after. Okay. Fred was arrested. Okay, in August 92, police searched the house for evidence of child abuse. Fred was arrested for rape and sodomy of a minor, and Rose was arrested as an accomplice. But while they were being processed, their younger children were placed in the care of the government. While Fred was in custody... Rose apparently became super depressed and attempted suicide, but was saved by one of her boys. <sighs> Unfortunately, the rape case fell apart when the victims backed out of testifying. Ooh. Meanwhile, Officer Savage became increasingly suspicious of the West past, past, the disappearance of Heather, and the results of the interviews of the West children. I was just going to say, did anyone notice in the day when Heather went missing? Uh-huh. Okay. Especially that they had been threatened by Fred that they would be buried under the patio like Heather. Mm. So thankfully, one of the kids told the police. And so, Officer Savage was able to obtain another search warrant to have the property dug up. While he was in in jail, Fred confessed to Heather's murder while he was in custody, which helped move matters along then. When human bones started cropping up, Fred confessed to having committed the murders alone in order to protect Rosemary. However, he would not admit to raping any of his victims, saying that they had wanted to have sex with him. Soon enough, though, the bodies of Anna McFall, or Anne McFall, Charmaine West, turned up as well. Seeking to protect herself, Rose cut off all contact with Fred, and on December 13, 1994, he was charged, charged excuse me, with 12 counts of murder. According to a confidant, supposedly... Fred had killed, he told him, upwards of 60 victims. <gasps> so no. he's, oh, whoa, so we knew of the 12, but he killed 60. Anywhere between 20 and 60 
but they only found 12 bodies, so that's what he was charged with. Also, though, according to family members, Fred was never good at figures and numbers, and he couldn't even remember how many children he had or what their names well, were. Well, shit, with all those kids, I don't know that I would either, but go ahead. Well, they were just property. They were just right. little living sex dolls. Because Fred couldn't read or write, he had to have an appropriate adult. Which is, in case you're wondering, an adult that is over the age of 18 that's used in England and Wales, and they are called by police whenever they detain someone, whether it be a child that's under the age of 18 or a vulnerable adult. Who can't read or write. And he couldn't read or write, so he was considered a vulnerable adult. And this witness, who was the um, appropriate adult, was Janet Leach. She was um, not only his appropriate adult, but she was a witness. And she revealed that Fred told her that Rose had been involved in the murders and even killed Charmaine West and Shirley Robinson on her own. Before Fred could be brought to trial, this mother effing coward hung himself on New Year's Day, 1995, in his cell at Winston Green Prison with a knotted bedsheet. His body was cremated and his funeral unattended except for five of his children. Why, why would you turn? Why would yeah. you go there? But you know again, what? Again, home syndrome. Rose was also put on trial in the end, first for rape, but then for murder as well. She never confessed to any murders, and the evidence against her was just largely circumstantial. On November 22, 1995, Rose was found guilty of 10 murders and sentenced to life oh, in no prison. Way. She will never be released. Though she maintained her innocence, she announced in 2001 that she will not try to appeal her conviction. Although Rose never admitted to doing any of the, of the crimes, the documentary hears that she became the dominant one in the relationship and that she encouraged her husband to kidnap and murder for her own sexual pleasure. The women that gave evidence at her trial described worse treatment at her hands than at his. Than at his. Another horrific fact emerged in my research that on November 28, 1996, so a year later, Fred's brother John hung himself in his garage. It was a day before his trial was to end with the jury deliberating his charge. Want to know what he was charged with? What? Hmm? What? He was charged with raping Anne-Marie West over <gasps> 300 times. Oh, my golly. Mm-hmm. So as to not forget the victims of these horrible, horrible crimes, they are listed as follows. Anna McFall. She was a nanny of Fred and his first wife, Rena West, children. McFall was believed to have been murdered in 1967. She was pregnant when she died, which was during that time unborn children were not considered to be murdered. West was believed to have been the father. Her body was found in June of 94 in a shallow grave. Victim number two, Charmaine West, Fred West's stepdaughter, from his previous mur marriage, who was murdered at eight years old by Rose. Rena West. Rena is believed to have been murdered by strangulation. Rose was not charged for this murder. Linda Goff. Linda Goff was the first sexually motivated killing conducted by them after she moved into Cromwell Street in April of 93. Strangulation and suffocation were likely the causes of death. Fifth victim was Caroline Cooper. Cooper was murdered in November of 73, aged only 15. On the night of November 9th, she was allowed to spend the night at a grandmother's house before a doctor's appointment the next morning. She attended the appointment and then met her boyfriend before somehow ending up on Cromwell Street. Her body was found more than 20 years later. Lucy Partington, a 21-year-old 
medieval English student at Exeter University returned home for Christmas in December of 73. She left a friend's house in a rush to get to the, the last bus from Cheltenham to Gretton on, 27th, on the 27th of December. With it, she believed it, with it <laughs> believed she was abducted from this bus stop. She was found more than 20 years later, her dismembered body in the cellar of Cromwell Street. Seven victim. Wait, before you go to the seventh, just so you know, our listeners listening, the victim prior to this recent one, she had said 93. She meant 73. I did? Yeah. <clears throat> yep. No worries. Just covering that up. She, she returned home in, in for so Christmas in December of 73. No, there's the victim before that. You said to work oh. 93. So, okay, oh, well, that's, so, that's when she was... Um, that's when they found her body. Oh, it was in 93? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, got it, got it, got it. Okay, go back. So, so, so then our seventh victim, seventh. our okay. seventh victim is Teresa Sigenthaler. She was 21 years old and she was a Swiss sociology student at Woolwich Polytechnic. Must have been a smart chick. She planned to hitchhike to Ireland in Easter of 97, or in Easter of 1974. Her family reported her missing, having not heard from her for some time. The prosecution believed she was abducted before being killed with Fred West later building a fake chimney over her grave. The eighth victim, Shirley Hubbard. She was 15 at the time of her death. They believe they abducted her, and her body was found following an excavation in the concrete and the plastic membrane of the cellar floor. The ninth victim, Juanita Mott. In the summer of 74, Mott moved into 25 Cromwell Street, but later went missing when she was living in Newent. Her body was found in 94, March of 1994, 19 years later, with West having concreted over the floor of the cellar. The 10th victim, Shirley Robinson. The first victim buried outside the house. Robinson had an affair with Fred West, and by autumn of 77, she was pregnant with West's child. My goodness. It was initially claimed she had moved to Scotland, but her body was later found. 11th victim that he was charged with, Allison Chambers. The last murder with a sexual motive established. She disappeared before her 17th birthday, having been seen at the 25 Cromwell Street house throughout the summer. Her body was also buried under the patio. And Heather West, sexually abused by her parents, suddenly went missing in 87. Rosemary claimed she had, Rose claimed she had gone to Wales to be with a lesbian partner. Little liar. The couple would joke to their other children that they would quote-unquote end up under the patio like Heather if they misbehaved. This and them changing their stories led to the search warrants for the property and later arrests. You would be happy to know, though, that Anne-Marie West grew to be a famous British author and writer and is still alive and in good health. Oh, yay! You can access her latest bibliography on Amazon and on all online platforms. And yet another victim that we don't want to forget. Does she have a name of that? Um, <clears throat> no, just, just look up Anne-Marie West. Okay. And you'll find all sorts of things, because it was more than one book that she did. <clears throat> and we will, you know, I'll look for them, and we'll attach them to our show notes. Okay. Another victim that we don't want to forget um, was Mary Bastholm. She was 15. You know, they didn't find her body. She disappeared from a bus stop, so he wasn't charged with that one. But little 15-year-old Mary Bastholm disappeared in January of 68, from a bus stop, so we don't want to forget her. So. I think what's interesting is, well, it's just unfortunate that, you know, these weren't all connected earlier on, and mm-hmm. 
thank gosh that they're giving, you know, that these families got the closure they needed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, in ending, in 1996, 25 Cromwell Street was completely demolished and the site turned into a pathway. Next door to that home, when it was still erect, was a little Seventh-day Adventist church whose notice board ironically read, Peace and Sanity in a Mad, Mad World. And there was nothing madder and more depraved than what was going on right next door. Wow. Mm-hmm. That is great. And I was thinking when they found, you know, it sounded like they almost found these bodies like months apart. And I'm thinking, how big is this house? Mm-hmm. I mean, because they were all under the freaking house. But I think some of them like were buried within the concrete. I'm and blown it, away at this. I, I know. I mean, and again, you don't know what you're walking on. You don't know the weirdness. Then you go into somebody's house that somebody could be buried in those walls. It's crazy, freaky. Crazy, to crazy. think about. Well, we, I got a lot of this, this info from various sources, and I'll include them, yep, the, the links in the show notes. And if you're wondering what a show note is, it's when you open an episode on whatever platform you're using, and it's in the description below. Okay, so, so like Spotify, just, and it shows the description, yep, and then any kind of like... Yep, and any links um, will be down links there. Links and notes, yep. and you know, and it's... Uh, what, and the documentary I was talking about was a News Channel 5 documentary. It was called Rose West, or just Rose, Making a Monster. And Rose making a monster. Yep, but you have to be located in the UK, and it's a 90-minute documentary. And it's going to be available for those of you that live in the UK until October 14th, 2024. Wow, that's amazing. Um, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, I got to say, so we definitely have our zeros of Fred and Rose, Rose and John. John. And the parents. And just all of Walter the, I mean, and Daisy and, on and, on. and Bill and Daisy. Thank God we have some heroes, that we have some neighbors and yeah. friends that, you know, spoke up. But most importantly, it sounds like Hazel, because Hazel uh, mm, was Hazel suspicious. Savage, yeah. yeah. So Hazel oh. definitely is our hero in the story. And those poor children. I know. That's where you just go, hey, if you're going to treat your children bad, whether you burn them, you beat them, you abuse them in any way, trust me, there are people out there. I'm just not even that big of a little kid fan and i'd take them (laughs) to get them out of the shit that they are having to be put up with so you know again remember everybody's fighting their own battle you may look at somebody and think wow they look great on the outside you don't know if a they are going through some type of trauma or b if they're the ones initiating the trauma Mm -hmm. so pray for yourself and for everyone out there because it is a mad 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 world. world it is Thank you, everybody, for Thank listening. Thank you, Annie. That was amazing. Well, an amazing in a sick, depraved, right. horrible way. Thanks, right. guys, for listening. We love you. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye. What was that? I don't know. Thanks again so much for joining us, everyone. Be sure to stay connected with us on social media at both Instagram and Facebook. Our Instagram is Heroes Zeros Podcast and Facebook Heroes and Zeros, a true crime podcast. And you can listen to our podcast episodes or support or donate money to us. And you can send us your stories and just a lot more at our website, which is Heroes and Zeros True Crime.com. Again, that's Heroes and Zeros True Crime.com. 
And you can email us also at heroes to zeros and more. That's the number two, heroes to zeros and more at gmail.com. Exactly. And you can also support us at our Patreon site now, which is patreon.com slash heroes zeros. Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.